Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions, and best of all, it's totally free zero catch we've been using it ever since we started how long gone and ever since i discovered spotify for podcasters i feel like having the option of turning off the q a's and the polls on the user dashboard <laughs> has really helped uh, boost my creativity and take it to another level i highly recommend giving it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started Buongiorno, Christopher. Buongiorno. Um, I just want to start the show off with something you just said on Twitter that really spoke to me, and that's EDM will rise again. <laughs> Let's not. I think that sets a good tone for this program. Yeah, the um, you know EDM is rising back again, and to heal our troubled nation and world, one uh, one gay anthem at a time. You posted, I mean, I, I said that as commentary because you, Chris Black, a known um, avoider of EDM and the, and the, and the dance arts. Dance um, arts. Okay, calm down. Uh, posted a song that is, uh, you know, by Romy, the, the female vocalist and band member of the XX, known for making... You know some uh, some slowed some slowed down indie rock somber classic bops has now come out in a uh, you know a Robin esque type of song that I really I really quite it was one of the only times you've posted a, a new song on social media that I happened to not fall asleep to, bitch. That shit slaps though. Honestly, it's a very it's a very good song, and the the I'm I'm really into it. I know, I really like it. I'm, and I, I was saying, I was saying in the group chat that, uh, you know, one of the only good things to come out of COVID musically was, you know, the XX choosing, uh, you know, being like, hey, you know what, we can just make some, we can just make some house music while we're while we're waiting to see what happens. We can explore other mm-hmm. sides of our artistic flavors that we may have not done if we were on an album cycle or touring a record or whatever it is they can you know they could do what is what is burning inside of their heart which is yeah create some bomb ass dance music um you know speaking of dance music let's just let's bring it into the 20th century um what would if if donald trump was an edm artist and joe biden was an edm artist because they're debating tonight what would the verses be who would the verses be if, if they were ED, like who who could you like what equate? like what is the what are the EDM equivalents, equivalents of Donald Trump and Joe Biden? Chris, that is yeah. honestly, I mean that's a question. <laughs> I, I could do fifteen hundred words in Mix Mag for that and get my Pulitzer. 
mix mag bang our line but honestly because like i I feel like i mean so so for trump you need you need somebody who you know a a blow hard dumb dumb who you know it's all 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 show and no go there's there's no substance there's no you know love of the game pure purely um you know he's in it for the cash dubious intentions yes behind the decks so you know, I guess it's going to have to be some type of like marshmallow type of scenario. Maybe, maybe a what about maybe a Kygo dead mouse? No, because dead dead mouse. Even though, are no, you guys d- friends? Uh, I am not friends with dead mouse. Um, we bad. have we have politicked before in the club, but. <laughs> But we uh, have broke bread we, in the club together once or twice. Yeah. I wouldn't call him my boy. I have not. Okay. We, we do not have a shared contact on on iOS 14. I will say that. But okay. So, but so, you know, he he he's a he's he loves the game. He's he's a he's a raver from from birth. Okay. He like he makes all of his music on like period correct analog gear. You know, he he's he, he he's he, a real head. He's a real head. He loves the game despite you know appearances so okay so marshmallow would be a better trump yeah it would well that's that's another thing because marshmallow i think is probably also making his own music so it kind of needs to be somebody who is known for using ghost producers i mean is it a is it a chain smoker maybe i don't i don't know who's who's ghost producing nowadays but it i could, thought it, they were all i thought it was all fake i thought the ED, big edm was basically halloween <laughs> No, I mean, you know, my man Calvin Harris is is he's in the stew turning the knobs. So um, who would Joe who would Joe Biden be? Like Tiesto, like an old head? Yeah, yeah. I think Tiesto <laughs> is 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 a perfect one, you know. It could be a little bit of that. It could be a little um James Murphy just in terms of age, you know, James Murphy is, you know, he's he's closer to 50 than he is 30. He's, you know, he's he's only plays vinyl he only mm. uses like vintage gear and samplers he uses you know he wants to make sure that the the dance music is preserved with live instrumentation instead of bleep bloops from a laptop um you know uh, but he's not really uh, you know outspoken either way about things he's not really old enough to be senile he's probably a, a pretty Sharp. So, you, sharp so do you guy. think even even after doing all that coke and playing all that vinyl, he can still hear better than Biden? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I I will say there's there's a DJ that uh, you know it is a it's a sad subject because this person just died, but there's a DJ named Eric Murillo, and uh, he just passed away like a month ago. Um, but he was a known. Uh, apparently, like there's a, all these stories that coming out about him taking advantage of women and you know being a, a drug addict and an asshole. So he had he had a dark, dark past and ended up passing away from that. And everyone is just kind of like, oh, he's you know he's sucked the whole time. Why didn't you guys see this? He was you know he has a, a long-standing sure. record of of abusing women. So maybe he maybe he would be the trump of edm oh okay yeah r.i.p to him i guess and also you know i don't you know it is illegal to say but you know if if trump ended up dying i don't think anyone would really have too much of a problem with that i'm not condoning that personally i see i I see what you mean okay well i think that's a pretty good lineup for tonight i think that this versus is going to be slapping (laughs) yeah this is no longer 
a presidential debate, it is it is a it is a versus battle. I, you know, J- James Ellis, my public announcement partner, he suggested that we drug test these guys to see what they're on. Just hit them with a, <laughs> yeah. hit them with a drug test to see what Gramps Gramps is on, and I think they're both on shit. You okay, know, I think, well, I, think, I mean, we know that Trump takes you know some type of speed in some some form, right? That's what everyone kind of yeah, alleges. Trump, Trump is Trump is gacked out on some legal shit. You yeah, know what there, I mean? there's. Like he, I forgot what what the name of the drug is, but. But and, and uh, it's a, the one that starts with a V that has replaced Adderall. Okay, yeah, he he be, but, he's on that. But there, and then there's videos and all these photos of him blowing white snot rockets of powder and having residue on his lapel. So he's he's we, he's crushing and snorting this shit. Um, like a real one. Like I a mean, real one. But but yeah, I I who knows what what Biden is well, on? Yeah, what you is Biden be? on? Biden, I mean. You know, any- he's probably he's probably on MCT oil and other like alpha, <laughs> you know, like brain focus energy stuff. You know what I mean? He, he's yeah, probably he's, gone- he's he's gone off the ginkgo bilboa. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's gone off the ginkgo bilboa, and he's also gone gone off of the like yerba mate. You know what I mean? I, I bet he's on some <laughs> shit. But he's probably he might. I mean, if I was having to debate Trump live on TV, I'd probably be gone off them Zans. You know what I mean? He just calmed down. But he's already so calm, he might just fall asleep. Yeah, so I yeah, don't know. Yeah. What- that's that's kind of the problem. Is you know he's he's Sleepy Joe, so he he's the one who needs the the Adderall snorting just so he can get some semblance of a pulse. Whereas whereas Trump needs to you know suck on a CBD gummy from from TJ's cover com- cabinet. Uh, to bring him back down to planet Earth. That's that's dead ass true. That that really is true. That's a good idea. So, so these guys are going to debate. I think it's six. I think it's six p.m. Uh, PT tonight. So I'll be tuning in. That's right around my bedtime. But I'll be able to stay up for an <laughs> hour. I'll be able to stay up for an hour or so to watch my fellow grandpas. You know, be completely unhinged on national television. Are we? But I think this- do you know? How, are we able to live stream it online, or do we need? television to oh i'm so. sure i'm i'm sure you zillennials can can stream it somewhere i'll be I'll, luckily i'm hardwired uh mm-hmm. with spectrum cable over here at the <laughs> at the villa carlotta so i'm good to go um thank god well but, man you know I, I might have to come over then okay yeah you're invited i guess um you know if you bring something I don't feel too welcome, but that's fine. Well, you're all, TJ. This is, we we look. We're in a very serious business partnership. We're mm-hmm. launching a television show. I mean, it's basically like how could how your my my. We you know, don't we don't need to increase the amount of times that you and I come into contact on a daily basis. Mikasa Sukasa. That's actually not what I'm saying. I'm saying I'd love to come in contact with you more. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know? I would, but my immune system wouldn't. Uh. Fuck you, bro. You're just you're a spreader too, dude. No, 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 no. I'm so tall that any particles flying out of my nostril, mouth, and, oh. and hoof area is outside of the jurisdiction of the the normal sized human being. So I, I I'm able to operate on a whole different la- playing field. Yeah, I can see that on a day to day basis. Um, yeah, you're really I, operating. I'm over here coughing, sneezing. It don't affect no. nobody. It doesn't affect anybody. That's actually a great place to be. I mean, COVID is over, as we all know, so it's not even worth talking about, really. <laughs> it is. R.I.P. the the novel coronavirus, <laughs> and it stayed, you had a good, it stayed novel. You, you had a good run, Corona, but people, 
dead ass they don't care unless you're a narc you don't care anymore you want to go you want to go turn up with your people you want to hit the bar you want to go to a restaurant you want to go to equinox and fucking jerk off in the steam room mm-hmm. like all that shit it's time to start living back. again isn't it chris it's time to start living again jason and i you know i think that i think that the, the american people would agree with me yeah all of them all of them agree with you for sure Maybe not all of them, but the majority <laughs> of smart people. Well, no, I'm not saying it's smart or not smart. I'm saying that we're fed up with poor leadership, and that's why this debate is important to me. Yeah, did, did you? I, I know that you saw that tweet about the guy comparing New York and L.A. spreaders of like so cool. New York, New York people are shooting ketamine into each other's asshole, while L.A. dudes are saying, oh, are, "Would you be down to have a social distance hang in the park?" Um, do you, you know, it, it seems like a brag, you know, New York is bragging about how cool they are. I, I think both of, you know, they're, they're two extreme sides of, of, I mean, of living for sure. And maybe too extreme on, on either direction. I would say they're both too extreme, but I would say that New York sounds pretty cool right now if you're looking to turn up and L.A. is full of pussies. But that's been a known – I mean, that's like a historical fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that has been true for for centuries now. So that 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 this the novel coronavirus, big COVID doesn't change that. You know, it's just it's just solidifying, um, um, you know, the, these facts that we've known for a long time. Okay, good. Well, uh, I, I'm I'm glad that we have a guest today that also you know has a has a deep rooted fascination with you know the inner workings of the government, CIA scandals and conspiracy yes, theories. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and we can we can <laughs> we can probe his mind to we see you it. know to see where his head is at during these yes. trying times. Um, Jonah Weiner is the the scribe behind the very very popular Blackbird spy plane. Uh, newsletter dispatch, um, which honestly feels like it came out of nowhere and has just exploded and become very, very popular. He gets a high caliber of guests, including people like myself um, <laughs> and my contemporary musician, Andre 3000. Um, so, you know, he, he, it's, it's, a, it's a must read. Um, and today's, today's edition came out with Emily Bode. Uh, so that's three Atlanta legends, one newsletter, which is interesting. It's but, pronounced you know, Bode. Uh, no, it's just pronounced Bodhi. Don't, don't do that. And then so, but I think that I think that what what I want to do today though is get behind the man. Like, who is this guy? Where did he come from? How does he actually make money? Why does he live in San Francisco? That's insane. Mm-hmm. You know, a few a few other important questions to get to the bottom because you know I like to, Jason on this podcast. We like to understand the the real drive behind people and why they do what they do. Fuck yeah! I can't wait. All right, let's give him a jingle. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, 
but it is also <laughs> economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners, our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. <laughs> how Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin Hair is a reflection of your health, uh oh, and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding thank god take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker healthier hair for a limited time Nutrafol is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long all one word find out why over 4500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair Nutrafol.com spelled n-u-t R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> dot com promo code how long. That's neutral.com promo code how long. How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp. You know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions. We were spent off, obviously off clock, going through you know hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me, and uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know. It's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest. With BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash long. Nice. Jonah, what's the, what's the vibe in big San Francisco right now? Has the air cleared up? You know, it's, it's like a minute-by-minute minute situation. I'm in Oakland, which um, is an important distinction to draw if you're talking about Oh, the I'm Bay sorry. Area. Well, you know, I'm not from the Yay area, so can you please... So yeah, why, why is that such an important distinction? Obviously, I know being a Cali boy, but you know, not all of our listeners might know. Well, bro, I mean, just broad strokes, it would be like talking to some—I mean, real broad strokes—talking to someone who's in Brooklyn and saying, "So, how's it going in Manhattan?" Um, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Uh, aside from any even any kind of like cultural stuff, which kind of tracks on the differences between the two, it's just geographically precise. 
So I'm just a real stickler for this stuff, you know. Would you, you know? are you, you know? of the mind that living in San Francisco proper is is something that you would not want to be personally associated with? Yeah. So I um. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The short answer is yeah. Uh, we um. My my LP and I uh, used to come out here. Um, okay. Don't do that. Okay. Don't do that. <laughs> A man after my own heart. Can let the man speak, Chris. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, please. My uh, yeah. We we used to come out here um, like to California on vacations, and we never really found like I'm from New York. We never really found the charm of San Francisco. The East Bay has a totally different vibe, kind of like an east side of L.A. vibe in terms of bungalows and, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, I don't know, just uh, it's not... Um, Places that you can live without terrible people wearing vests? Yeah, there, you don't see vests as much. Um, <laughs> certainly not like... Sorry, like sorry your, bad vests. There are good vests out there. They're good vests. It's like the, the, the kind of like the Salesforce logo vest mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. seems to kind of stop on the other side of the bay. You don't see those... Out yeah, here all, of but, course, no shots at any of our angels listening right now. You guys, all, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely venture, not. Venture fam, you guys rock. <laughs> you guys rock. We'll be in touch with our deck. Um, I, I don't think that the so so if you you know if you mistaked me for living in Brooklyn, I would be offended as a Manhattanite. That right. would offend me. Right. And the so, but what is the what is the I guess explain the difference of of the people. I mean, because is is it more affordable? Or is it just a look you're going for? Or is it is it is the air cleaner? Is the lifestyle better? Or is it merely to be surrounded by like-minded folks? So there's a kind of like a pre-COVID answer, and then there's a post-COVID answer. Like pre-COVID, you would say, yeah, it's like generally you're like your dollar goes a little farther in terms of the square sure. footage of your crib. You might you might have a backyard, um, which would be harder to come by in San Francisco because um, of the density mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. Also, people like a lot of people would actually bounce from San Francisco depending what part. Uh, of town they lived in and come to the east bay just as warmer like the sun comes out here a lot more like mm. um lot, lot i didn't know that day. yeah i didn't, I, didn't know know, that. I didn't know any of this stuff before i moved out here but um this concept of the microclimate um mm-hmm. you just like you hear about it a lot here uh wasn't a thing in new york but you could spend you could start your day at some part of let's say i don't know i don't even know the neighborhoods that well like the mission in san francisco and move over to the marina and then move over to oakland move over to berkeley and have like a swing of 40 degrees um the same day that's fucking crazy actually i I had no idea very crazy yeah Yeah, those those, those san francisco tenderloin nights gets real real cold (laughs) you know it could be 90 degrees at noon and then you know you're dipping down into the 40s at night it Jason gets literally has to, and metaphorically cold in the tender line. So, yeah. <laughs> Jason has to throw his his Levi's trucker jacket over his shoulders for some oysters because he gets a little <laughs> his shoulders get a little chilly because he's wearing a tank top. It's yeah, so yeah. Hot. I mean, I have to. I can only bring so much on the fixed gear, and you have to really plan <laughs> accordingly when you're going out for your That's day true. out there. Yo, uh, actually, you know, life hack: Salesforce vest. That's why. Oh shit! Good point. Damn. Now it finally. Damn. Now finally. The I vest just ain't for show. <laughs> yeah what is the so why did you move that why would you leave new york the greatest city in the world for san francisco i arguably think one of the worst like what how how would that happen to you yeah and I'll, look i'm not trying to get excommunicated from the bay but i think that in, uh, like i can i can ride for oakland and shit on san francisco and probably still be good in my hood mm-hmm. um so yeah that seems like that would endear you that would endear you to the locals that you that you like probably exactly exactly um but yeah, so yeah, from New York, we were actually, we were thinking about, you know, and, and uh, my girlfriend, LP, 
my, my executive producer, my, um, <laughs> my, my, EP, my EP, my LP. I, I was about to say, I back EP more than LP. So I'm going to try to make that my thing here, here on you, the show since, since, since Jason has already coined his little term. But anyway, you no, guys like, were, you guys like were looking for a change. <laughs> yeah, we were, no, we, we were just thinking about California for a while because I would go to, you know, where you guys are at. I would go to Los Angeles a lot for work and have a lot of friends there and always enjoyed my time there. So we were thinking that it was going to be Los Angeles. But um, no, it's super straightforward. Yeah, we never felt San Francisco. But uh, my girlfriend got a job with Apple. Um, and so that just okay. that, that, Apple, that Apple tractor beam pulled us across the country. There was no question of living down there. Um, a, because like, like dirt lots with like shacks on them sell for $3 million down there because it's funny money mm-hmm. and people want to have short commutes. So a, um, you know, it's just like wildly unaffordable down there, uh, un- unaffordable San Francisco. We were not feeling for mentions that we've touched on and the East Bay we always loved. So we, uh, got a little crib in Oakland, um, with a palm tree in the backyard and wow, you know, that, that was kind of a, that, that was a must near the palm tree to, and to there's really room, feel like it. And there's room for both Teslas in the garage or can you only fit one? <laughs> we have like a, like a five car driveway actually that in, in true East Bay form, we, since we just have a tiny little car, we dug that shit out and made it a garden. Made it a wow. Garden. This is, yeah. wow. This is really, you're what, really settled uh, you down. In the garden, is it mostly Indica's or is it Sativa's as well? <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. Well, actually, I'm, I'm glad you gave me a segue, Jason, because Look, I'm a new member of TJ Hive. I like what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing so far. I don't know you that well, but I hear among the data points that you have a plug when it comes to psilocybin. So off mic, oh. I got to chop it up with you. Now, now that you mentioned- Do not say psilocybin on this podcast. Say mushies or no, shrooms. No, psilocybin is the only psilocybin that I try Simon. to stay a part of. <laughs> Simon, Simon, uh, Punk. Uh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to whip a Simon truck. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't. My my pluggy actually listens to this pod, so she will be delighted to hear. And I, will, I, I said this. I think I said this. Talk. Yeah, the podcast that you missed because you were busy, even though this is our job. Um, I I talked about how the packaging was so nice. Like I mm. talked about the, the mush the mushy packaging looking like you know it looked like. Um, dispensary level but 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 for sure it was it was an unnecessarily uh enjoyable user journey for for illegal drugs. yes yes it was anyway sorry to derail it but when you mentioned the um Rail away, you know, okay. the, the mind-altering substances i was like oh so so I you forget. so you and bay are not chiefing big big doinks but you <laughs> will do a weekend shroom <laughs> exactly uh, my um yeah my my THC intake see I, I use the proper chemical terms I don't know why I'm doing that uh, because you're because you're a narc and because we'll you live in later. the Bay Area bro it is <laughs> yeah is it like is it narky or is it like is it that Bay Area respect for the substance I don't know one or the I other. think it's I think it might be honestly I, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say it's the Bay Area um out here you know obviously well down there too tons of dispensaries so I um was doing edibles for a while. I had this situation, still do. Have you guys ever, you know about a green out? Like a blackout, but it's a green out? Uh, uh, yeah, I, both I, of us are familiar with that. Yeah, I, I didn't know the term, but I've definitely experienced it before. Well, so, I mean, and Walk if, me through if, what if, your version of a green out looks like. Yeah, yeah, so if I'm using it in the universal sense. So if I have, there's basically a blood pressure situation. My blood pressure must be low enough that if I have enough booze and get high enough, um... I will, uh, it's only a matter of time before I pass out, just straight up faint. Mm. Um, because it's something about, and typically it's kind of like you kind of, you crash, 
having had, you know, a few glasses of wine and having had some weed. And then like you wake up to piss in the middle of the night and you've been lying flat. And suddenly that change from horizontal to vertical, your yeah. blood just rushes out. Mm. So I had enough of those that I've just kind of fallen back on the, um, on the weed intake. But yeah, in terms mm. of like a weekend, a weekend journey, uh, kind of blasting off, blasting yeah. off with the, with, with the ancient forces. Maybe, love, uh, <laughs> maybe I would recommend considering sleeping with the catheter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just to uh, just to not be a pathetic. Yeah, to have an uninterrupted bathroom break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does sound nice. Actually, I'd love to sleep through the night. That's you'll, a big. You'll be that's there big, eventually, Chris. That's <laughs> a big priority for me, sleeping all the way through the night at 38 years old. Um, well, Jonah, I you know we 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 teased this in the intro, but you know you're the you're the author of, of the very popular Blackbird Spy Plane uh, email newsletter, and and we've talked a lot about the newsletter business on this podcast. In fact. I would say we're the premier newsletter business podcast so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, we're like an audio substack about the business of stub substacks. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I think yeah. that, you know, I think for a lot of people, including myself, you just came out of nowhere, bro. What the fuck? Like, who? who what? What's the deal? We need to get the full background on who the who is the man because I know you as a writer, but I need a full. I need the full story from start to finish so we can give this popular newsletter some more context. Give us yes. the tea on V. <laughs> Yeah. So man, it's, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's like an iceberg, you know, like you're just seeing the visible part, but maybe 10 years of work have gone into Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Wow. Well put. Sounds like some of that THC is still rattling around in there. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Yeah. Where should I start? I mean, you know, like uh, in terms of like caring about clothes and the type of shit that we write about uh, um, at Blackbird's Pipeline, because it's actually a project I, you know, I write it, but in terms of kind of like finding stuff to put in the newsletter um, and just kind of making decisions on, you know, yeah, what's going to go in there and other kind of editorial decisions. Um, Aaron, my, uh, I, I, I'm going to say, what what are we agreeing on? Can I, can EP. I speak LP? She's the, she's the EP. The EP. So she works on it with me. Um, we've ca- we've both cared about that shit for a while. What she does for Apple um, is is related to, uh, kind of the sort of looking for cool under the radar stuff that we do with the newsletter. She's like a, she's a recruiter, like a talent scout for their industrial design team. So she okay. finds people who design, you know, in the world of industrial design and things like that. And um, kind of stays, so stays in, up on that. In addition to recruiting for tech industrial design, she also be dressing. She, she yeah, she cares about <laughs> clothes. Um, and How does she find the time? That's a lot. That's a lot, man. Jeez. Okay. Well, Tim, not- Tim Apple also prioritized getting these little fitties off, so it's it's allowed in the schedule. I'm assuming a co- corporate culture. That's right. That's right. Um, and you know, on my end, so yeah, like she she has an interest in the kind of uh, I just want to be up on like you know if we travel we just like go to like a small shop and say see you know what are, what are these people carrying kind of just staying up on shit something that we're always interested in doing. Um, and in terms of my kind of writing work, what I do is write about typically people in the arts, but it's people who make stuff. And sometimes it's well-known people, but often it's people who are under the radar. So it's not, um, while I haven't written about fashion that much and the newsletter has a kind of focus on fashion in terms of like the broad strokes of just caring about just being up on cool mm-hmm. people who are kind of small and making interesting stuff. That's something that we've both been interested in for mm-hmm. a while. And in terms of like Blackboard Spy Plane kind of all coming together, uh, I don't know. It's just cool. Like it, it's kind of got like all the right attention at the right time. Um, and I couldn't really engineer that. 
what kind of stuff are you normally writing career-wise? Profiles, music, movies, like tech, finance? What are we talking no, about? No, 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 no. It's, it's like basically like a culture writer, and it's typically profiles where I'm spending time with uh, – for a while, I was on contract with Rolling Stone, so for them, it would be musicians and actors um, where you're just kind of hanging out, getting in orbit with someone – and let's let's we, we let's seem almost famous we know how it goes exactly yeah yeah exactly let's talk about that though because you know i have a lot of opinions on the death of the profile and how the <laughs> celebrities are, are now unfortunately allowed to control their image to the point where they're being interviewed by their friends or yes. relatives so um is that hurting is that hurting your bottom line or or is that with rolling stone or someone of that nature are they still pushing for that yeah, there's um the two places that I I mean now it's basically I have a contract with the New York Times Magazine and before that it was the Times Magazine and Rolling Stone and those places thankfully haven't um they can still kind of like they have enough sway where yeah it matters there's not you know it's yeah but I mean it's true there's there's definitely like a sense that um shit is trending in 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 a kind of uncool direction and uh yeah I mean certainly in terms of just like just asking for the kind of like why well, I really like to like there's a certain kind of even when you like set aside the the kind of profiles that you're talking about, Chris, where it comes to um, you know, somebody's you know friend writing about them. There's this other kind of category of profile that still exists and it's been around for a while, where it's basically a writer got like an hour with a person in yeah. you know mm-hmm. the the stereotype of like the chateau, you know, breakfast mm-hmm. at the chateau for an hour, and then you have to kind of pretend like you have deep insights into this person from an hour spent with them i never liked doing those either and was lucky enough with places like rolling stone and the times to be able to say no 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 like you really have to you know to a publicist or whoever's kind of brokering the access like i really want to embed i want to post up want to spend time with you watch you work so i don't have have to to live in chloe sevigny's house for a month you understand that right (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's the only person I live. This props to uh, props to um, my guy Jimmy Kimmel, who actually volunteered <laughs> years ago when he was um, he was going from the like what is it like the one thirty like the real, the late late slot. Yeah, he was bumping up to the one thirty slot, and he just straight up invited me to live at his crib for three days uh, in a guest room. Whoa! <laughs> wow, uh, that's so, actually amazing. That's actually amazing. Was this for Rolling Stone at the time? That was for Rolling Stone, yeah. Uh, so yeah. not Chloe, but uh, yeah, Jimmy, incredible. Um, that's, so this, that's was, this pretty... was pre or post blackface for him? <laughs> Does he have a? Did he? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> I guess post. I guess post. Yeah, the is, Carl, that, is that a man show thing? That was a Carl Malone man show. It was a man show, right, 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 I believe. Right. But I mean. Like a, that's pretty interesting because I think that I, I wanted to get into that because is is what is you know what is enough time like do you do you when you sit down with somebody do you instantly can you instantly kind of pick up on how open they're going to be or or do you really have to crack the egg depending on who the person is? Yeah, I mean, what's yeah, what's what sort of what sort of sucks um, is that you don't really know until you sit down and by that point your access has probably been agreed upon. Yeah, I exactly. think t- you, typically you just kind of like want. I mean, I'll put it this way. Let's say that there have been times when someone is given, okay, you know, you have X, you know, hours. You're gonna, they're going to be performing on, you know, The View or something. Like, if, uh, like I did a Lady Gaga story years ago. It's like she's going to be on The View. You can be backstage for that. And then you guys are going to get lunch. And that's your access. And it's not ideal, but um, the kind of good moments actually come when the person's unguarded and you're just kind of like walking with them. Mm. from their trailer at the view over to their car and mm. you kind of they're just unguarded in those moments you basically just like want more surface area not to like do you like 
it's not to like catch them in like gotchas yeah. or like I don't really write hit pieces or anything like that, but just to kind of have something that doesn't feel super stilted um, and just super, yeah, super stiff. People are super unguarded in cars, um, especially if they're driving. Like that's like I think you'll hear that from a lot of profilers. They like is it because they're like constant? Is it because they're like concentrating on something else? I think that's the I think that's the thinking, right? They're kind of looking at the road, and it just doesn't feel like. I mean, it just doesn't feel like an interrogation the way like sitting across from someone might. I don't know what yeah. it, I don't know what and it is. You're, and also, you're think, holding the uh, the interviewer's life in your hands. Well, um, metaphorically <laughs> this, and physically, I did a Travis Scott story uh, down in Houston where he straight up came extremely close to killing uh, all of us in the car uh, in like a wild fireball on a Houston highway. Um, this what is from Rolling Stone. What kind of whip was? Travis Scott pushing. I don't know what the model is. I don't know if there's multiple ones. There's a Lamborghini SUV. Oh, the Lambo mm. truck. Yeah, the, the Lambo, Lambo truck. truck. And do you think, and I would never want to incriminate Cactus Jack, but do you think Cactus Jack himself was maybe under the influence of something? Oh, he was high as shit. It's in the story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Do you, was, um, what, what was, how many people were in the car and how loud was the music? The music is, all right, so here's, all right. Paint can the I, picture, Jonah. Paint want me to go into story mode because there's there's a pre-story before we even get to the land. Yes, situate us. Cactus Jack is a big topic on this podcast, um, as I you know. know. So any intel we can get on the man himself, we appreciate. All right. So very. So we got to start off with Jonah. We got to start off with your guest before we get to Travis. I'll be quick though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So I, take your time. Make a meal out of it. Uh, so I move out here to the bay. I love Oakland. One of the things that I get really into out here is cycling. Uh, you know, you live in Glendale, um, Jason. You've seen these guys go by on their way to the mountains um, mm-hmm. in, in their spandex. I've become one of those dudes, get heavy into road cycling. Um, two years ago, oh I have a really bad crash, fly into a tree, lose control, blackout, have no experience, like no memory of the crash. Come to have maybe to be, a green out something to th- something to consider. Continue. <laughs> yeah. On, 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 unlike Travis, later on in the story, there no, yeah, like I'm not I'm not high at all. Mm-hmm. I'm operating a vehicle with just a dumb. I'm just a dumbass because basically I take a bike that shouldn't be on a dirt trail onto a dirt trail mm. because I'm a dumbass. Lose control, flying to a tree. I'm on. I'm in like a state park. I get helicoptered out to the trunk hospital. Ooh. They put titanium into my spine because I broke a bunch of shit. Oh my god! Make me a cyborg. I come out of it a broken man, maybe stronger than ever. I'm not sure. <laughs> did it improve your dick game at least? <laughs> yeah, like dude, what? What? Something had to come out of this. <laughs> um, so a lot of titanium. So all to say, this I'm in, I'm still recovering from this crash with one of those straight up like ambulance chaser neck braces when i interview travis so i'm down wow. at Astro World. wow wow this is amazing so Man. i'm down at Astro so you World. brought your own saddle to the rodeo um <laughs> there were actually like there were kids there who were like because i'm uh help so i'm like 39 now i'm 30 i'm a 37 year old dude pretty old like i'm skewing old mm-hmm. at the time um and i think these kids came up to me and they thought like because I was backstage and they were like, first off, they thought I was a little dicky because I had like I hadn't had a haircut in a minute. And I had a beard and curly brown hair um, and looked Jewish. And so they just assumed like, there's no way that a guy who looks like this would be backstage yeah. if it wasn't little dicky. Smart money is on little dicky. Yeah, that's a fair That's a fair guess to me. Yeah. Number one. Number two, uh, also smart money, is they, were, they thought, 
don't remember how they expressed this, but these kids came up to me and they thought that like the neck brace, cause like this molded plastic thing, they thought it was some like Rick Owens joint. <laughs> like, <they> thought maybe, <laughs> like maybe some kind of, um, statement, like fashion statement thing. Um, cause it was kind of like you know, this like guy, he did a thing on Lady Gaga, you know, she wears a lot of prosthetic stuff. Maybe he got a little piece from the collection. Who knows? It was yeah, it was a little House of Gaga like circa. <laughs> circa House of Gaga. How, how could we forget? Uh, was you're, that, back, you're backstage mobbing with the the Cactus Jacks of the world. So so here so now I'm gonna get to your boy. So Travis, first off, it was my second time meeting him. Um, I'd interviewed him once before. So he came for, out for to a, me. Wait for a different story. This is for, for, the same. for a different no no for a different story. Okay, like a couple okay. years before a year before. Um, and so he's like, oh, man, what's going on, man? What's going on? I'm like, oh, what's up? And I'm in a neck brace, right? Like, it's clear that I'm <laughs> fucked up. For the next two days I'm with him, he never once remarks on the neck brace. <laughs> that, that is so cool, actually. I appreciate that. <laughs> and, like, the next day I'm in the car with him, and now we'll get to this moment in the Lambo. But he actually mentions that his mom, um, like, his mom kind of, like, walks fucked up. He mentions that. And he's like, yeah, when she was, when she was young, she had a bike accident. So here's oh, my segue. Oh. So so I say so I say, oh yeah, Travis. By the way, that's why I'm wearing this neck brace that you haven't commented on um, <laughs> for the last 24 hours. And he's like, uh huh, word, and just keeps off. Uh, so like, just no damn, interest, no interest at all. Which I hey, eyes on the prize. He doesn't need to know about me. <laughs> so you know about my life. So you saw the show, and then and then you partied after the show. I don't remember the time. Yeah, so I think probably like I was at Astro World, and then the next day he took me around, like driving me around to like you know this is my childhood house. Here's where I used to hang. Here's my high school. Here's my church. Kind of like a drive around Houston, like mm. Houston suburbs. Um, and basically, the moment where he um, almost kills us all. Yeah, so I'm in the shotgun. There's probably like three dudes piled into the back, uh, and it starts raining like crazy. And um, I'm not trying to. Flex here. I just have a horrible memory. Is it Kylie that he was with or Kendall? <laughs> Kylie. <laughs> Kylie. All right. So Kylie's Kylie. te- Kylie texting him because she's about to like get on a plane with Stormy, and she's like, you know, where are you? He's like, oh shit, I'm I'm ten minutes away, even though he's forty minutes away, and he's trying to like hold her off from getting on this plane. So he's speeding on the fucking highway, going. It's in the story, I think, because I'm looking at the fucking odometer with my neck brace on just having been through like a life-threatening accident i'm like holy shit and he's talking to me music is blasting and he's maybe he punches it to like 110 or something like that Mm -hmm. and up ahead of us um a few hundred feet you can just see brake lights like the cars ahead of us are not moving (laughs) they're stopped and he is not decelerating at all like he's just like doing 110 about to just like absolutely just like pile drive like a range rover or whatever the fuck is in front of us <laughs> in the lane like and i think at that point like, you kind of not be corny like a just like on some peer pressure shit like you don't want to be the nerd who's like uh hey uh can yeah. you drive a little slower like a <laughs> and just be like the power dynamics of being a reporter um you know sure. kind of whatever i don't know honestly yeah, you, you, don't, you don't want to poo poo on his parade you're trying not to just yeah you're trying not to poo poo so but I was like, I was like, dude, you really have to like, like I was like, I, I, I <laughs> but then I, I did, but then I did. I, I don't want to be that guy, but you're about to kill us all, Travis Scott. I mean, like, hey, yo, you are. And, and like, real talk, I think like the weed carriers in the background had to be grateful that I spoke up because they can't be happy about this. <laughs> <laughs> they, they can't. They, yeah, they, you're the first person who's ever stood up to him. Uh, so I, was, I, I mean, I, now granted, I had like a very easy segue. I was like, dude, like I almost just died in a bike accident. Like, please, like chill. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but uh, yeah, and, but it, like it comes down to him swerving into the next lane and like missing the Range Rover by like you know mm. a half, six inches. Uh, I don't remember how we got on this. I think you asked about. Well, I just think these stories. Yeah, well, I just think these stories are always interesting because I feel like you know somebody like that is is um, you know he's on one. Whereas I feel like someone like Jimmy Kimmel, it's a very calm experience, and Gaga is on one. So I feel like I, 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 which situation do you feel like is most beneficial to you as a reporter? Someone like Travis Scott and Lady Gaga, who are a little bit more unhinged and it's really really crazy, Mm. or like a or like a calm, more like familial situation with someone like jimmy kimmel who's like a big star in his own right that's interesting that's, i mean i actually wouldn't even like oppose those because in both cases you're getting a lot of time and you're getting a lot of material it's just kind of like a different i mean like the, yeah the jimmy kimmel is definitely like the bourgeois version where he has like um uh uh th- th- this might impress uh um the uh, the gourmand on the chat tj mm-hmm. he has a uh, jimmy has like a custom-built pizza oven by uh who's the dude in arizona bianco chris bianco yeah, so Chris Bianco came to Kimmel's crib and, like, custom, you know, mm-hmm. oversaw the, the custom build out of a pizza oven. So, you know, like, Jimmy's making us pizza in the backyard. Uh, we're going down to his, like, beach house in Hermosa. Um, that's, actually, that's the one where um, where Adam Perry Lang was staying when he got raided by the, by the FBI. Oh, I know that he's friends with Adam Perry Lang, but I don't know that story. What happened? Um, like, the, at that beach house, he was, Adam, Adam Perry Lang was staying there. And then there was uh, like somebody called the police or something like that, and they came. They came to that house and said there was like some type of like possible like terrorist threat going on at that house. And and then later on, it came out that 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 chef was also previously a, a private chef of Epstein on his on his. Oh right, island. yeah. So now right, they're, right, they're right. trying to like uh, they're trying to get information out of him because he apparently saw a bunch of shit back in the day. Well, Kimmel can't R. I. catch him. R. I. P. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, especially because he's about to, you know, disappear for a while. Um, who? Who? Ep- why is Epstein? To- oh, I was just assuming APL. If he's got the dirt, it, oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah, curtains. Yeah. It's curtains for him. He's about to get uh, suicided. He might. Yeah, he might get suicided. <laughs> um, anyway, you know, I don't know. In, in both those cases, you're getting a lot. Like basically, I just love a lot of time with someone. And in both cases, you know, like very different, like, like Travis is not necessarily like the, um, quite the same lively quote that Jimmy Kimmel is. Cause Jimmy Kimmel is, <laughs> yes, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's slinging zingers, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he knows he's aiming for the rafters, whereas Travis Scott is, uh, maybe not quite as introspective, but at least with Travis Scott, like we're pulling over to a gas station, we're hopping out, we're getting Lucy's, some dude in the, um, oh, or Swisher Suites, like some dude in the gas station comes up and talks to him. You get that interaction. But that's, I just love kind of being in orbit and going kind of like from place to place to place with someone. And I feel like, I mean, you guys tell me like just, or, you know, or Chris, like as someone who cares about profiles, like I feel like just when you, there's a lot of like being in one place, going to another place, going to another place, just as a reader, that story feels um, like a higher, like a higher level to me. Uh, I feel oh, like I really yeah, spent totally, some time with totally. someone. I, I think the challenge, if I if I were in your position, I think the challenge would be, I think I struggle with wanting to be like liked by the person. Mm. You know what I mean? Which you cannot do. That, that's like a whole thing when you're doing these kind of stories. Like yeah. you have to, you can't like, but there's a fine line, right? Where you want them to like you so they open up, but you also need, you might need to ask a difficult question. They would, you know, it, it's, a, it, I think that's the struggle in, in yes. this situation. Absolutely. There's there's definitely like a certain kind of um, there's probably some certain like Android like 
like a weird, like some part of the brain is not functioning like journalist mindset where you can actually be really off-putting and it, and like you just maybe make the subject uncomfortable enough in just the right way that they open up. Mm. Yeah. But I'm definitely of the type to kind of like really perform that I'm listening to them. And it's not necessarily have them like you, but definitely have them not be like weirded out by you. And I guess that's, yeah. I don't know, at a, at a certain level, that's kind of the same thing, right? Well, people are also so, I mean, I think a lot of celebrities are, are also just so skeptical in general. You know, You know what I mean? Like, of of any journalist, no matter what the what the outlet is, so I think that's a hurdle you're getting over, no matter what. You know, yes and no. It depends because sometimes I've found, and this is actually how I like make sense of Travis. This might not be true, but it's like my theory on like a Travis Scott not mentioning the fact that the dude showing up to interview him, who he's seen before, like clearly has just been through like a massive trauma and is wearing um and is wearing a yes. face. I think it's because these guys, like a lot of the times, like when you're at the, and by these guys, I mean just like when you're at that level of fame. Um, and that level of success, everyone who enters your orbit is kind of there because they are like in some way or another oriented towards the same goal, which is your success, right? They're on your mm-hmm. team. It's, oh, hey, like Travis, this is this is homie from McDonald's. He wants to sign a deal with you. Whoever it is, like whenever you, like if you've gotten that close to them, it's almost like they just slot you into kind of like the sycophant orbit. And so they oftentimes kind of let their, I feel like they let their guard down. They ask me like no questions, just even something like, Fine. You don't need to like be curious about me. It's not like a date, but just on some like you just think that like if your hackles were up, you might al- almost want to disarm me and be like, oh hey man, like what happened? Are you okay? And just do yeah. some, like, sociopathic like, oh shit, dude, like pretend to care. They don't even do that, and I think that almost speaks <laughs> to the fact that they're just like, you are here to help me be stronger. Like you are here. Like I wouldn't even suspect you of writing a piece that doesn't, you know, mm. that isn't like a puff piece. Or you know what I mean? Like I, like. Like Drake was a similar way, like just like no question. Oh, hold on, we didn't know you. We didn't know you had mobbed out with the boy. Yeah, similar experience where I spent a lot of time with him as well. What and, what Drake era is this? So he's um, fuck. I have such a bad memory. He um, it was whenever the James Terrell show happened at Lachmo because we went to that together. Uh, okay. Like before Hopling video, hop, hop, Hotline Blame video. Okay, um, so this is like prime Drake. This is when he's like peaking. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's, he's living at the yellow estate in Calabasas and I go out, he's another dude who I'd met once or twice. i like, I went up to Toronto once and hung out with him in the studio when he was recording, um, take care mm. and saw, and saw him lay down the line about like eating at French laundry. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. God, God's plan. That a classic line that appeals to every member of this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Um, some line about like, I don't remember if the line is about, Per se, or Thomas Keller, or what? Up in Yonville, uh, I don't remember what the line. I don't know. Was. I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. and unfortunately, the bars are not coming off my dome right now. Yeah. Um, I but, blocked those bars out. So you. So, so what are you doing with Drake? You're in L.A. Yes, yeah, so and then we go. To, I think I'm like met him in Calabasas, and um, you know, Chubbs is out on the basketball court playing uh, playing a game with some other members of the entourage. Drake just to, be, is just to be clear before we move forward, I'm Drake and Jason is Chubbs. So just, just no, no, for no. the sake. Chubbs is the turtle of OVO and I am the Johnny Drama. Okay, I, I apologize. I apologize. Um, I, I'm sorry, Jonah, continue. But, I mean, being Chubbs is, is not bad because Chubbs is the shooter, right? Like that's a pretty... Chubbs is a security. He was the original head of security. That's right. But is Chubbs sh- shooting? 
Is he? Does Chubbs? I think he's graduated. Natural born killer, or is he? Is he simply a shot caller? I think he's. I think he's more of a. I, I think he's graduated, regardless. But I would say, honestly, he's more of a shot caller. But I haven't spent. I haven't spent time with Chubbs. Maybe Jonah can shed some light on that. I didn't exchange a lot of words with Chubbs, but, um, <laughs> but did, did, who, I mean, who has really? He's kind of a silent, silent type of guy. At least mm-hmm. when I was around. Uh, that, that's the, how the shooters be, though. That's what I'm saying, Jason. That, exactly. You know, the shoot, the oh, shooters a, are the one. That's a good point. That's a very good. They're point. in the cut. They're in the cut, just quiet. And then if something needs to happen, it happens. You know. Right, right. They're always. They can't be bogged down with conversation because you have to be ready to squeeze at any moment. Exactly. You have to <laughs> let it spray when Jonah walks in asking too many questions. Exactly. I apologize, Chubbs. <laughs> um. So Chubbs, yeah, Yolo Estate, Calabasas Crib. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, like uh, that's when I uncovered. Uh, a, I, I think. Actually, a few things came out of the story. One is the, um, what, to me, canonical bit of Drake lore, which is that he bought the house because years before he did a Google image search for world's largest pools. No, <laughs> no, no. I didn't know this. No. Or, or like world, or world's craziest pools. I think it was largest. And this house came up because it has this insane, um, insane kind of like outdoor pool that like has like a man-made grotto and like a bar in the grotto and like a waterfall and all this shit. So like he had this, he had this crib on his like vision board for many years. Like my king. Yeah, Drake. Drake. Drake is a known Olympic swimmer. He needs that type of yardage. For, for Bro, he class. needs the he, he needs the grotto for all the chicks. That's what he needs. He ain't swimming. Well, he needs a grotto big enough to where the chicks can be far <laughs> enough away where they can't see him, you know, doing his real grotto business. I see what you mean. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So that house, I've actually never Look, been the to man that is house. Gay. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, bro. Uh, I've never been to that house, but it's pretty insane, right? I don't know if he renovated it because I think he moved in pretty soon after. Um, Rather, I was seeing him pretty soon after he moved in, and I remember it, like, I mean, look, like that, that architectural architectural digest spread on the. Um, it's not it's not going to surprise you to hear that the joint was kind of like, uh, let's say, day class A or you know, over the top and gaudy. But yes. I think that it was like over the top and gaudy and day class A because of the previous owner who was like had owned some. Either like one or like a small chain of like weird, not Cracker Barrel, but some kind of like Southwestern themed mm. like burger joints. Um, and so there was a real kind of like ugly, like waxed yellow wood, like wagon wheel chandeliers type. <laughs> I mean, and also, that, in, in, in his defense, that's every house in Calabasas before it's remodeled. Thing. Exactly because it, it's like, it has everyone that, has horses. It has that uh, nouveau equestrian '90s energy going on there, or at least it, in the heyday of of Calabasas. Right. So, so we have to imagine that Drake um, made some changes, but like it still very much felt like that vibe, like from the previous owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, um, honestly, it was just a bit of a letdown. You want, you know, I wanted to see something a little, I don't know, something a little more a little Yolo, here. a little more Yolo. Uh, Trying to remember if it said Yolo on the gate or not. Man, I have a bad memory. I need to read that story again. He might like he might have made that change. He might have like Yes, that's the first thing. That's what you do. Before you replace the lighting fixtures, you have to put YOLO on Before the Before you even iron. call Spectrum to set up the Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so did you did you hang out there or did you just pick him up? I think I like Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. We we hung out there. 40 was actually in a studio, like a bedroom, like 40 was posted up there. He never emerged. Like he was in the lab. He was making tracks. 
never emerged. Um, so that's we sat by. That's for. I mean, look, eyes on the prize. He's mm-hmm. not there to. He's not there to clout chase with the Rolling Stone writer. He's there to make make the hits. Yeah, he's in so, there with the dustbuster vacuuming behind uh, uh, an engineering board mm-hmm. and, and organizing cables. <laughs> <laughs> so drake and i hang out by the um we post up near the grotto chop it up for a little bit uh and either later that day or the next day we go to the james terrell lachma show where there was this um it's called like the percept perceptual sphere or something like that it's this thing that you had to like make a reservation like months in advance to get into but since he's drake mm-hmm. pulled some strings lock you know he had clout with lachma and we were able to <laughs> kind of get in and and you know like I got to watch Drake kick off his Tims because you couldn't wear shoes in the um, wow. in the Terrell. He went in there. Uh, we went into the other like like one of the Terrell rooms, and then in that room, this was very funny because Drake, uh, like to I don't know if it was Chubbs or whoever was with us, he was like, "Yo, yo, take some shots of me," and he took all these like incredibly like contemplative like pensive gazing <laughs> off into like you know the the beautiful iridescent blue light. Um, like took all these shots for the gram. And like caption them like this is like this is this moment of Drake where he's taking those shots, gazing off contemplatively, and then the captions are like searching. <laughs> <laughs> so I get to see that, and when and and it's when we're so the other bit of folklore is that when we're walking into that like piece together, I think I say something like you know like man rappers are really talking about art these days, uh, and and at that point he's like oh, man like it's, it's like it's kind of tired you know like Jay Z like oh it's corny like all these people talking about art so much. And whatever the quote was, like kind of shat on Jay-Z a little, like said it was played out. And maybe it's like Jay-Z was copying him. I don't know what it was. Uh, mm-hmm. But Jay-Z um, had to drop a bar in response to that Jonah Weiner Drake profile pro. Hey, uh, hey, hey. You better watch your back. Where he said, and by the way, and then Drake hated the story. And there's a line about me on, um, if you're reading this, it's too late. But we can get Wait, to that what? one next. We can get to that what? one next. Oh. First off, Jay-Z goes, sorry. Mi-. Now, some people say that he said Mr. Drizzy. I thought he said Mrs. Drizzy. It's a sorry Mrs. Drizzy for all the art talk. I'm just like, I'm just hyped about all the shit I bought or something like that. So, you know, they had to come to terms. Apparently, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure Drake was just like, hey, you know, you know how these writers do. You know how these snakes do. I didn't say, <laughs> exactly. I didn't say that. Exactly. Know. You always blame the snake writers. Blame the, the snake. The- Asshole. So, what did Drake come for? He came Man for the neck. Trust profiler. He didn't come. He didn't come for the neck. But on the song where he's on the phone with his, it's like it's like the concept is that he's on the phone with his mom. He says something like, "Like I'm grown, mama. Um, you always told me watch out for Rolling Stones. You can't trust these Rolling Stones or something." Like, like Woo! That's bar. That's not even a sub. That's pretty direct. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't. You can't trust Jonah. Sure, sure, sure. What was the what was the what what was Drizzy upset about? So I mean, I've I've told this story before, but it's pretty good. So he it was supposed to be a cover story, and um, celebs hate when it's not a cover if it's promised to cover. And hey, justifiably. But here's the thing: is that uh, the reason that he got bumped was because Philip Seymour Hoffman dies, and Rolling Stone says we got to crash we got to crash a tribute cover to the goat. We got to put. It's uh, a heroin thing. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn it. 
<laughs> so he got bumped. Um, oh, this. So this was a big story because he like publicly said something. Didn't exactly. He? Exactly. So he's really. So I don't even. I mean, and then there's the shit about like the you know the Jay Z like whatever else kind of like controversial came out of it. But mostly, I think he was pissed off about you know justifiably. The thing was, he was like, hold my. He was like, I think he. Did a blog post? Did he have a blog? I don't know where he would have written Yeah, it. yo, the OVO blog spot was a legendary yes. destination so on the World Wide Web. So maybe that's what it was. We had a whole thing. It was like, yo, no disrespect to, to Philip Seymour Hoffman, but that was my cover. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How do you say that without disrespecting a, a literal dead genius artist? He, um, I mean, Drake's point was you should have like just held mine for like the next issue. And I think the thing was they didn't have anything. Like it needed to. Mm-hmm. Whatever it needed to run, like they didn't have something that, to hold it. They for. didn't have something ready to go. Right, yeah, right, I mean, right. so he was pissed. Now, off do, about you, it. do you listen to hip hop? Is that your genre of choice, or does that is that just um, what you happen to dabble do you in? You listen to cool music like the Counting Crows, like I like. Yeah, let's talk about cool music. I could go on and on, but what what do you listen to? Um, I I listen to less. I mean, I, I still no, I love rap, but I'm in like the wash stage where I'll just like put like it's hard for me to get more current than um um like i just play numbers on the board like i'm kind of like frozen at numbers on the boards in terms of my like like, wow. like wash like push a t kind of like like but did you grow did you grow up listening to real new york hip-hop yes um well because i was born in brooklyn but then i grew up we moved when i was uh, about seven to staten island and so like i am 12 years old when like the wu-tang like, and I went to the same, like, public schools as a lot of Wu-Tang guys, so, like, you would start to see, like, when I was, like, 11, 12, these, like, hand-drawn stickers with what I didn't know at the time was, like, the Wu-Tang W, so, like, I was very much, like, you know, just, like, super stoked to be from the same place as Wu-Tang, listen to all that shit, listen to Mob Deep, kind of, like, early 90s, you know, New York City kid into, um, into rap, for sure. So you were, uh, you were born and raised in the slums of Shaolin? Yes. That's yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, I was absolutely, Jason. Thanks for pointing that out. No, I mean, like to the uh, point, like to the extent, that, like I because there's like a section of Staten Island that's like you know mobbed up, kind of like like Yankees players have their have their mansions, like Gambino crime family uh, members have their mansions. I was not in that neighborhood. I was in a kind of a more mixed neighborhood called St. George, which is kind of right by the ferry terminal. For my for my for my true five borough uh, mm. appreciators out there, mm-hmm. St. George, St. George, five borough appreciators. <laughs> Right, we don't. We, we, it's not just four boroughs in you know. I, I understand. In my I'm, 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 a, I'm a one borough appreciator, so I'm not even close to what you're looking for. Jonah, did you participate in all five elements of hip hop? <laughs> um, I never danced. Uh, I did. I did. But I did like tagging. Was very over. cool. Tagging was very cool, and and I did go out on extremely uh, toy level bombing missions. What was, uh, what was your graffiti name, if you don't mind me asking? I think the Statue of Limitations is up now. God, I almost like, I'm almost so embarrassed. Let me think about disclosing that. I'm just kind of embarrassed <laughs> by, by how toy level it was. But this was when like, like Iraq was kind of like popping. Like, um, mm-hmm. So like those dudes were, who were like actually cool, like, you know, you'd see Sace, like Dash Snow. Like it was kind of like around the time that like Dash Snow was tagging his Sace. Um, mm-hmm. And like, what's his name? Uh, Kunlay. Conley is tagging his ears not like well, I'm Jason's, all those a, Jason's a big Jason's a big graph head so choose your words carefully yeah, you're, he will break he will break family Jonah this is a oh hell yeah for, uh, for graph heads hell yeah so oh, I, I, I thought you were gonna, I thought you were going to break his spray I thought you were going to break his spray finger Jason if he talked sideways no I, oh I mean, no sideways talk I was very respectful mm-hmm. I never clipped anyone I never buffed anyone 
<laughs> Casey knows what I love. I use these terms. Yeah, he was. I, hey, you don't strike me as a sidebuster or or a. <laughs> did you, uh, uh, Jason? Did you tag? I did. I did tag heavily. That's where actually where my my uh, my DJ name came from. But Jeans was the name that I wrote. Oh, I was gonna say because them jeans, you, you're really risking the police coming by with a name that long. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. It takes a lot, the train, a lot the, of cans to get to get that the train. The out. train is gonna leave the station by the time <laughs> he gets done with with them jeans. Oh um, man, I want I want to like nerd out just for like oh, man. Uh, I'm gonna resist nerding out about like '90s East Coast craft you, legends. You can save but, that for the for the paywall, chief. Yeah, we'll we'll save we'll save it. But, well, I mean. Yeah. So let let's let's get back to the newsletter because now that we've got the background, your shit is fucking popping, bro, and it's it's inescapable in a good way. So true. I think people. I think people. (laughs) (laughs) You said it. Thanks, sweetie. You're a lot of people are like because because they saw that you know you had guests like me, obviously. So it's Mm -hmm. it's extra popping. So they Mm -hmm. people are like even even a popping newsletter has a slow week. Go on. (laughs) It's true. Some uh, some people didn't return emails, but people are always like, "Yo, what is it?" Like when you know now it's obviously more established. But at the beginning, people were asking me, "Like, what is this? Who is this? Like, how does he get these guests?" And when when you and I talked about it, you were like, "Um, I emailed them, (laughs) or (laughs) or like somebody recommends it, but like." I guess maybe going through the process of how someone becomes a subject and what leads you to that would be would be helpful for people to know. Yeah, right. Um, well, I like, still so like for instance the case like the craziest one that maybe you, like I, I don't know what would have had people asking you like who is this how does how do they get this guest um, besides Andre three thousand when he um, when he put out his uh, like post George Floyd he put out these a bunch of t shirts based on the jumpsuits that he'd worn. Yeah. Um, with sayings and he was going to do one interview to promote it and he has uh, people in his camp who fuck with the fucking newsletter at that at that early stage and they're like hey Andre um, like knowing I guess because you know, he's as we know like he's an idiosyncratic guy like he he didn't want to do something like CNN or Rolling yeah. Stone he wanted to do like a zag instead of a zig mm-hmm. and they're like check out this newsletter um, I think we were probably like a month in at that point so we've done you know enough for him to like give it a look. And he is a huge Rage Against the Machine fan. I think like the week before I'd done this like long post about this one Rage Against the Machine t-shirt that I own and the graphic on it and how it used to be this like CIA pamphlet. And he just saw that. He was like, oh, hell yeah. Like this is my, this is weird. Relatively, no one reads it. This is exactly what <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was <laughs> like, but the, like the smart thing on his part too is like he knows it's going to get picked up anyway. So it's like, it's almost like there's no downside because yeah. Pitch, yeah. Pitchfork is still going to write about it. Um, but he looks like cool and weird, justifiably, because he went with this strange, you know, what, smart move. Oakland. What yeah. was the up, what was the uptick in subbies looking like? That, I mean, that's still like, um, uh, you know, look, look, Chris, Chris Black is, is in, is in the top five, but thank uh, God yeah, Andre, John, Andre is like leaps and bounds. Like, I mean, it was just wild. Top That's five it. of yeah. that month. I'm assuming <laughs> no, all time, all time, all time, bitch. Oh, all time. I get, I get no respect on my own show. I mean, I think that the, but I think how deep you're going and how voicey it is, is and I, I said that, I think in the, I, I don't I think this part got cut from that BOF story about kind of these micro economies, but I was like, the oh, reason, right. the reason this newsletter is, is so popular, partly is because he he fully has a voice and it's not just like facts only. You know what I mean? You're having so much fun with it. And then after we spoke, I was like, oh, this is not how he talks. He's not a monster. He just <laughs> he just has, you know, he he writes in this way that's like really fun and engaging and makes it makes this stuff more interesting. You know, right. so I mean, did that become is that a style you had developed on your own before or did that come naturally as the podcast started? Or excuse me, as the newsletter started? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the visual podcast. The visual podcast. Yeah, exactly. I never thought about that way. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I guess it's like a stupid voice that I have in my head, um, like kind of like like a hyperbolic John's obsessed, you know, a voice. It certainly helps for me to um, try to like go into a persona to a degree. Not that it's, you know, I mean, it's a version of myself, but obviously it's a fucking psycho like a like it would be an obnoxious version uh like obnoxious person to be in a conversation with but yeah it's like a persona that's like dip into um that probably just helps because like you know if i have to switch back to new york times magazine mode it's it's just like a very clear delineation and like Mm -hmm. the parts of my right the parts of my brain um but yeah i mean and also i think i think that it's true though there's like that sense of having fun uh probably a it just like keeps me doing it keeps me excited about it and i think that it also does like the really fun thing is there's this whole um like so you know the name of it is blackbirds biplane there's this whole kind of like um dumb vocabulary around like intel and recon and dossiers and under the radar and this whole kind of like spy vernacular and what's very fun is i'll get like you know dms from people or emails from people uh, who subscribe or who like the newsletter and they're like, yo, you got to hit us with some, some of that Mach 3 Intel on backpacks next week. Um, they're so, using, they're using the way that people have adopted LP from Jason's vernacular. They're exactly. adopting, they're they adopting have a lot your, of fun with it. So you're, so you're building a community around this, you know, kind of character that you've created. Yeah. Which is a little, I think it just makes it fun. It's just like, I mean, this is anything like you just kind of like learn a certain kind of like language for like whatever kind of community. Mm. And then it's just fun to kind of like, use that language in the sense of just knowing an in joke that other people don't know. Um, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it does seem to make it more fun for people. And probably also just like makes it, I don't know, it just puts a little distance between me and what is like, obviously like ultimately a kind of frivolous thing, which is just like a newsletter about like, yo, this backpack is, is beautiful. <laughs> sure. Sure. I mean, but is the, so now you have, you have your subscriber model is what, what is the, what is the subscription yeah, looking like? Yeah. We, we are both, you know, aspiring Substack heads you know we both have a newsletter chris is more established i have one post but you know, for, <laughs> you know on, it was a really good it was a really good post what is a what is a cadence that you would recommend for you know the free versus not free paywall versus you know open content you know i mean that's a good question like for us what we do is um and this is not like set in stone, but we, what we've been doing and what the plan is to do like free, free public posts to the mass list on um, Tuesdays. And then on Thursdays, there's a subscriber only one. So, uh, so 50, 50% free, 50% yeah. paid. Yeah. And you know, there'll be like moments when there's something special and we can like deviate from that. But um, mm. that's what we're doing so because it does so actually, you're, you're it, posting, you're doing two posts a week then. So that's pretty, two posts a week, pretty frequent cadence, I, I guess. Yeah, it fucking takes like even like as dumb as that fucking voice is, and you think that I'd just be hammering it off. Like in terms of finding shit and like making sure that the shit that we find is on point, and then either contacting the people who made it to get a little bit of information about it or whatever it is. Like it does wind up taking a long time. So there's some like you have like politics newsletters where you know it's just like um, a like a gifted prolific writer, I guess, but also they can just like look at the news of the morning and just like bang out fucking, you know, a thousand words. And so like newsletters like that have like way more, you know, frequency. Yeah. Um, I think it depends on, cause I know yours is like a food, a food newsletter, right, Jason? Yeah. Um, I don't know what that category looks like. I don't know what people want from business. That, since like Blackbird spy plane is like pretty heavily servicey. It's like since there's stuff to cop kind of putting people onto things, mm-hmm. we feel like since it's a little less opiniony, although we do things like that, sometimes we feel like you can kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's opinion. Maybe you need to do more. I have no idea. But you'll you'll be like 
I, but yours will have service, right? You're going to do how tos. Yeah, I, I believe so. It'll, there, yeah. there will be service. Right. I don't know. I feel like you can do a little less if you're putting that much effort into if there's that much value packed into mm. you know into a post. What's the what's the other? What are the bells and whistles looking like though? Because I know you have the Blackbird Spy Mall. So what mm-hmm. what exactly is that? The Blackbird Spy Mall is like a place. Basically, if we find something dope and it's not like um, there's necessarily a story around it. it. Could just be like we found this insane vintage '90s LL Bean LL Bean fleece on eBay. Um, this shit is dope. It wouldn't go in the newsletter because there's no real story around it. We'll throw that. You know, this is buried on page 48 of the eBay results for like vintage fleece and they, you know, misspelled two words. So no one's going to find it, but we can't yeah, cross yeah. it. We'll put that in, in this thing called the Blackbird Spy Mall, which is kind of like running list of just like joints or like um, RIP. Like if Toto Kayo had like one thing buried deep on sale, be like, yo, you might not have found this, but mm-hmm. this, yeah, it's just like shit that we find uh, business like, yeah, linking to shit that is a and little. You're, and you're um, not doing any click through dollars for that? Or we don't we don't do no we don't do any um affiliate links on those the only thing that we do is when we link to ebay stuff this is not for dope because it's like 30 cents as a payout but we do ebay affiliate links just to kind of like get a little more um just info on like oh what are people clicking on Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not like but it's not scalable in terms of affiliate links because it's like oh we found this one l bean it's not like there's a you know a hundred of these it's not like a fucking coffee machine that we're linking to in like a best coffee machines roundup where you can just like make a lot of dough off those. So that's not the model. It's really subscription only. So yeah, if you subscribe behind the paywall, you get the spy mall. And then the really cool thing that's developed is just, it's, sorry, all these terms are super dumb, but classified spy talk, which is the <laughs> chat room, <laughs> which is the chat room behind the paywall. And that actually has been really cool because um, it's basically like a place for people to kind of like ask questions. Yo, I'm looking for a fucking like a water bottle. And I'm like, well, it's kind of a, semi-boring question or too specific of a question to put in the newsletter but i own a clean canteen and maybe someone else in here has a cool fucking water bottle they want, want to recommend so kind of like places people like it's not a comment section in this or it's not a chat room in the sense that anything goes but specifically about kind of like yo put each other on to cool stuff like mm-hmm. yo i have this thing uh, and i love it or i'm looking for this thing uh and it's been pretty cool actually there because like we had no idea how that was going to go to see that um the people in that chat room a are very posy vibes because we try to keep the vibes posy mm-hmm. no one is trying to stunt on anyone else uh but it, like the taste level is pretty cool like the recommendations in there have been um good pretty good what, so, um, what yeah. platform do you use for your for your chatting right now it's all like that's just an it's like a basically it's not ideal but it's working out okay it's just a long running sub stack like comment thread got it um and maybe like if that pro- if like if that proves to be kind of like I don't know too you know too ungainly with time then maybe like a Discord or something. But right now it's nice to just have it all on Substack. Okay, yeah, I will. I will consider stealing that. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 Jason, I would. I can't wait till you get a community around you. I think it's going to be a really special thing for you. I already do have a community, Chris, because I actually reply to my DMs, not like you. <laughs> I, the, your community is just people who like me and have to deal with you, but I understand. What you're, <laughs> I understand. I understand. What no, you're my saying. community is where all the people who have been scorned by you come <laughs> come to feel welcome and safe. That makes that makes sense. But I mean, so Jonah, do you think this is is this a career path you're forging, or will this always be a secondary income stream, or would you love would you guys love to be doing this full time? I mean, I love like. You know, uh, uh, 
it's like right now it would not be sustainable at all full time for me, much less for both of us. Uh, the numbers, like the numbers have been really heartening. Like the number of people who, um, signed up, uh, and continue to sign up for the paywalls. Like it's super dope because you like, I had no idea. I guess there's like right now, obviously there's a the thing going on with newsletters kind of being in the consciousness, but just the notion, I think like Patreon is part of this as well, but like people are kind of like, and I guess even just like legacy media going behind paywalls, people are kind of like familiar with the notion that you pay for a subscription for something. And I just didn't know if that was going to be the case. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. all been like super heartening. And, and again, it's also part of just like having that, you know, community of people who use the terms, like, I guess they're just excited to be behind the paywall and feel like they're part of the community in that regard too. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, that would be super awesome. It's like the, the fucking like the, what would it be? Like the X, Y axis is trending in a cool direction. But um, even if it got to a place where I could do that full time and it does take a lot of work as it is, I still love kind of like the magazine work, sure. which happens less and less and less these days for a variety of reasons. Like COVID threw a, mm-hmm. obviously a huge fucking monkey wrench in my like, you know, typical routine of like getting in Lamborghini trucks with people. And, <laughs> sure. <laughs> the, everyday and life, the everyday life. Maybe your magazine work will, will come alive when you're not doing it. You know, when you don't need to rely on that money for living. Yeah. I wonder. Um, but I was just down in LA doing like an interview in like, you know, distanced outdoors. Like that's what's dope is at least I can hop on the five. I haven't flown yet. I was talking with Chris um, a few weeks ago about flying. I haven't, I haven't been on a plane since March, but anyway, like can get down to LA um, and do interviews there. Well, so, all of us, all of us celebrities live here, so that's you know, right. there's a lot of profiles to be done. Who'd you, who'd you come down to LA to chat with, or is that covert info? No, I can talk about it. It's, it this is a piece that I've been like. I first met this dude about writing about him six years ago, and it's kind of been off and on since then. But it's a big David Fincher profile that's coming. Oh out, wow, uh, wow, next amazing! Month. Yeah, okay. or Finch, two months from now. I'm not Fincher's sure. Fincher's really in the zeitgeist right now. What uh, what's making you say that? I feel like I saw a big ringer thing about him. Oh like yeah, about, yeah, yeah. But it was like a ranking kind of situation. It wasn't like yes. a a profile necessarily. Right. Um, because, yeah, yeah. Six years is a long fucking time, bro. Yeah, I met him. When he was editing Gone Girl, and uh, I was. It was going to be a New Yorker profile at that point. I had an assignment from the New Yorker to write about him, and he was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And he's like, "I'm doing this show for HBO," and then the show fell through, and the story kind of fell through. Uh, and then the Times got in touch with me at the start of the year. They're like, hey, Fincher's got a new movie coming. Why don't you holler at him? And I was like, well, as as it happens, I tried to do this shit six years ago, but uh, I am in touch with his camp, so let's see. And this this new one is like, um, it's a Netflix movie. Uh, it's a much kind of, it, like, it's not, uh, it's not like a Gone Girl or a Dragon Tattoo. It's a much kind of like, it's like his Roma. Like, if, if, Al- mm-hmm. if Quaron went from Gravity to Roma, this is him kind of going from Gone Girl to... Uh, Interesting. Have you, you've, I, I assume you've seen it? Yeah, I might be one of the few people... This, this is a slight flex, but it was such a strange... I drove over to Lucas, um, like Skywalker Ranch up in Marin, where he did the sound mixing, and sat in the fucking like insane, beautiful screen, like theater so at sick. Lucas, all by myself. And I might be one of the only people who sees it in the theater because of COVID. Wow. But, yeah, I saw the movie. It's... Um, it's not like nasty the way that we associate with a lot of Fincher shit. Like it's kind of like, um, it's not like, it's not like a, a sweet movie, but it's kind of, um, anyway, it means a lot to him because his dad wrote the script. Uh, so I oh, think that okay, that's okay. part of why he was, um, like, all right, fuck it. I haven't done an interview, like a big profile in years, but I'll, I'll chop it up with Jonah for this one. 
Wow. The, the, you know, legends blessing legends. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. um, Jonah, earlier Jonah, in the th- pod, well, we're not done yet, Chris. I was, go ahead. Earlier in, <laughs> earlier in the pod, we were discussing Rage Against the Machine, and Chris is a known. Um, oh, yeah, I hate them. He's a rage oh, hater. No. I was, oh, I was hoping you, you might be able to sway sway his mind in the in a different direction. Okay, well, you got the best rapper of all time. <laughs> oh, who's who's the Fr- best rapper of all time? De La oh, the fr- is that, is that oh De La my god, the this podcast is fucking over, Jonah. <laughs> see, I think this I think this is a, a distinction we need to make with Rage Against the Machine. Jonah, you didn't grow up listening to hardcore punk, correct? Oh, are you an inside inside out guy? I mean, I'm not an inside-out guy, but I just think that Rage Against the Machine has a different connotation if you grew up listening right. to punk and hardcore because right. they were, they were at least for me, the radio version of what I listened to. Yes, I see what you're saying. So right. it was de- – it was a lot of people liked it, but I always thought it was uncool. And now I can't listen to music like that at all because it's too aggressive for me. Yeah, well, it is – the thing is, though, it's so aggressive and yet – I think there's like, A, there's like a Beastie Boys or like Led Zeppelin style thing where the music is so hard, but his voice is at this kind of like ad rock or Robert Planty level that kind of like softens it. Like if he had like – if he had like a real mm. dude voice, it would be way – it would just be – I think, I think Chris needs wild. to learn the fact that his anger is a gift, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. maybe something I should look into. But we also – we don't celebrate the Beastie Boys on this podcast either actually. Okay. Huh. Like <laughs> okay. – like no, Okay, uh, not not even on some hater shit. Like the music just doesn't interest me. I think as like cultural oh, yeah, figures, yeah. they're incredible and like super right. important, um, and have kind of informed a lot of stuff. But I would never listen to the Beastie Boys. You know, well, look as as we've established, you guys are talking to uh, you know Staten Island bred uh, guests today, and I saw Rage Against the Machine and Wu Tang on their like 1997 tour. So, I, like, I, I remember that. I remember that tour. I, th- I think I might have gone to that too at the Masquerade Music Park in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm oh, almost. Yeah outside like a a a light outside venue a shed if you will yeah so that's that that, so like no but i see what you're saying about like um, so my connotation is that right it's kind of like being a fan getting into and then just kind of like they build this bridge between them for that tour whereas yeah if i was coming from like hardcore who knows that would be a whole whole other frame of reference well de la roca does live in the neighborhood you know jason used to see him all the time oh no shit what part of town is he in glendale uh eagle rock Okay, you know he used to be around around Eagle Rock, Frogtown, the whole the whole zone. Right. What um? Could, what kind of what kind of car does he drive, or did he drive? I don't know. Actually, I would I would always just see him walking. You know, you know he's a walker. He'll walk on oh, a hell yeah. He'll any any street broad day. He'll just walk around. So you know what would be cool. his meditative walks. Love it would be very cool if if De La Roche had a fucking Escalade with a driver. Then I would really be <laughs> fucking. That would be so sick. I bet you. I bet you he has some wild whips though. There's I, a, I, would, yeah. I would imagine. I would imagine. I think there's there's like a Rolling Stone story uh, on like Evil Empire where he's driving like or Battle of Los Angeles where he's driving like a something like like a Ford Explorer. Like a, <laughs> he's he's not he's not selling out with a whip in that story. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he doesn't have the Lambo truck yet. But that was a long time ago. It was. It was. Uh, Jonah, thank you for joining us. Um, Dude, so fun. Thank you for telling us a little bit about the background. I think that's important for people to understand that you're coming at this from a very professional angle. Um, <laughs> and you've been a writer for, for a long time. And I, I am a lover of celebrity profiles, so thank you for indulging me in all the dirt. It was I a real like, treat, Jonah. I feel like with the exception of Raising Against the Machine, we got macrobiotic food. We, we all love it. Okay? <laughs> we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, we got let's 90s graffiti. Um, yeah. 
so many so celebrity profiles. I feel like, uh, you know, we got three out of four cycling. On, on this podcast. Cycling. Are you guys cycling heads? Shit. Jason uh, is. Okay. Oh shit! All right, uh, we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about caps and um, and yeah, cycling. Yeah. When, off for, my... uh, for Jonah Part Do nothing but fat caps and fix your cycling. No doubt. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, and Jonah, tell them so. So tell them how to subscribe and where you are on the internet and stuff. Oh yeah, um, blackbirdspyplane.com. Subscribe to the newsletter there, and it's uh, Instagram slash uh, blackbirdspyplane. That's it. Cool. Blackbirds biplane spelled the way you. That wasn't taken before. No one, no one had taken it. <laughs> Although I do get tagged into. There's like all these like aeronautics aficionados on Instagram who'll be like, "Man, today's a legendary day in Cold War history. Uh, Lockheed Martin unveiled the B forty five or whatever," and they'll actually tag. They, they assume that I'm like. So all I'm saying is it could have been taken. There are people out there who the, fu- who fuck who, with it. Who fuck with it? All right, dude. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you, guys. We will talk to you soon, bro. All right. Take it easy. Later, mate. Bye.